The light fades with death's cold embrace. You've already been zipped and tagged. Struggle as you might, it will not help. No one can break out of the body bag. Here to oversee the autopsy, your hosts, Chris Thomas and Broke Rider Dave. What's good, everybody, and welcome to Body Bag Podcast. I'm Chris Thomas, and with me, as always, Broke Rider Dave. How we doing, everybody? You know, I was thinking about it, and we can't just rely on Jamie Stewart to bring us overseas traffic So, for our listenership. So we're cheating on Jamie Stewart with Janine Pipe tonight, or tonight over a year area to this afternoon with us. Yeah. Um, editor of the Slasher Anthology, which we've talked before on the podcast, and we've had uh, Haley Newland and Brianna Morgan on the show. And you can also find her collection, Twisted and Tainted Tales, on Amazon. And be on the lookout for her upcoming book, tying in with Dog Soldiers, as we're going to be reviewing today. Here on the show, Miss Janine Pipe. Hi, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, thank you very much for uh, taking some time. Yeah, um, we're happy you're here. Um, just through our little back and forths on Instagram alone, I've been looking forward to this. Um, I can tell yeah. you're very excited to be talking about dog soldiers and having <laughs> just watched it myself, I am too. Awesome. Sorry, I was just going to say something I can talk about for ages. So, yep. <laughs> Enough to write a book about it, but, um, yes, <laughs> but before we get into dog soldiers, we would like to talk a little bit about your own work. Okay. Like, like I said, we've had uh, Haley Newland on the show, as well as Brianna Morgan, promoting the Slasher awesome. Anthology. Both of them uh, very delightful to be yeah. on the show. Yes. Um, and we finally have the editor here. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Dave actually has read Twisted and Tainted Tales. Uh, yeah. So I'm actually going to pass it off to him since he read more than I did. So Dave, yeah. go ahead and take it over. All right. Well, my first question, kind of an odd one. <laughs> Being from the uh, States, what exactly is a bellend? Like, I get it's an insult, but what exactly does that mean? This is great that we're getting into this right now because she was just, I, know, I just know it's an insult, and she was asking earlier if she was allowed to curse, so this yeah. is great. <laughs> so, um, you don't know what it means. <laughs> I, I kind of have a... I kind of have an idea, but um, but but why don't you explain? <laughs> yeah, Belland. Uh, yeah, so it's <laughs> it's the end of a penis. I thought so. I was gonna say, is it yeah. like calling yeah. somebody a knobhead or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. So yes, straight in, break the ice. Yeah, Just straight in. You yeah. don't have to worry about. It. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, it is a very very British insult, Belland, but it's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> You didn't want to ask any questions about Twisted Tainted Tales or anything, Dave? You just wanted to know about Bellin? Just need to know exactly. It's been eating at him all yeah. week. Yeah. Fantastic. Excellent. It can only go uphill from now. It can yeah, only go. Really go uphill. <laughs> yeah. But for uh but for actual like fans of the horror podcast, maybe they would like to see you ask some questions yeah. about the horror stuff there, Dave. Yeah. So, like I said, I read uh, Twisted Tin Tales. Which one is your, uh, like, favorite story or stands out the most out of that collection for you? 
Ooh, that's difficult. Um, probably the two that bookend it. So Footsteps, um, which is the werewolf story at the start, which was actually yeah. Splatterpunk Award nominated last year. And They at the end, which is also a werewolf one, but more of yeah. a coming of age sort of story. They're probably my two favourites. Um, and then the one that causes the most polarising sort of opinions is Paradise City. Uh, which um, involves some teenage boys and a hole in a tree. Yeah, and that's all you're getting as a yeah. as a little teaser. <laughs> yeah, definitely check it out. But yeah, that wouldn't make you cringe a little bit. <laughs> Actually, while I'm thinking about it, before I forget to ask, do you think there's any way that we could get uh, perhaps a signed copy that we could use for a promotional giveaway over here. We would take care of the shipping and everything and whatever you would. Yeah, charge. of course. No, no problems. Yeah, definitely. That'd be lovely. Thank you. I was actually thinking about seeing if we could get that as well as one for the slasher and then see if we could mail it to each of the authors and just get an entire signed thing from yeah. each of the authors. We already know two of them. Yeah. And I think that would be a great little collection. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry for interrupting Dave. Back to you. <laughs> so I like read from your notes. You're a huge fan of like Supernatural, yeah, like, TV show. Yeah, as is Dave. Yes. What is your favorite episode from that series? Um. Oh my God. From 15 seasons worth yeah. of Supernatural. Um. Don't know if I've got a favorite. Oh, and yes, actually, I have. I've got two favorites, and they're both later on. Um, Scooby Natural. The one yes. where it was like the cartoon. Um, and then there's one in, I think it was, it was either 13 or 14, um, which is similarly film um, themed because it um, involves a comic book shop. And there's like a godzilla type figure that comes to life. Yeah. That, that's a brilliant one as well. I have to ask, yeah, as I'm only on season one, how long do I have? How long do I have to wait for until those interesting ones come out? Because I, I I know people love that show, and I've seen little like clips, uh, especially I think uh, I think there's a fan favorite name. What's his name? Crowley, Crowley, or something. Crowley, like Crowley, yes. And how? And I know the first season is usually slow to kind of get things going. How how long do I have to wait until like the, the they realize Crowley they had a following? Crowley comes in around season like three, I think. All right, I'll I'll yeah. uh, I'll I'll yeah. stick it out then. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A little yeah, slow right now. It's worth it. Yeah, because it, it almost starts as a bit like a Buffy kind of thing. You yeah, know, they're kind of just playing off the because they're still the characters are quite young. And they're just, uh, you know, it's no X-Files to start with, yeah. yeah. And then when the comedy kicks in as well, it, it, it get. I mean, I loved it yeah. from the start, but it, mm -hmm. it gets better the further that it goes, definitely. Yeah. Like I'd say the season finale of season five is one of the best episodes. And that was originally supposed to be the series finale. Mm. Yeah, because it was going to get canceled, but they brought it back for 10 more seasons, which is insane. Can I uh, ask another quick question about yeah. Slasher? Yep. Um, so I, I enjoyed uh, the stories that I read so far, and can we expect to see more uh, women-based anthologies coming from you guys, like in the future? So this is actually um, the fifth anthology oh, fifth. from Candisha. Um, we have four already, which were just kind of quite general themed. Mm -hmm. um, so the first one was Under Her Black Wings. Then we've got Graveyard Smash. Mm. Um, the one that got away and Don't Break the Oath were very, yeah, like general theme, whereas Slasher was the first very strict themed one. 
uh, next year so we kind of do one a year because they're quite hard to put together and there's only yeah. two of us doing it as well as everything else that both of us do um so there'll be a general volume five next year and then hopefully in 2024 will be slasher part two was slasher the first one that was all just women authors or were they all no that was that was the whole purpose of okay. starting candy press was that it was only for women because okay. um okay. when jill started it jill girardi is the sort of like um editor-in-chief it was very much because whenever she walked into like a barnes and noble and picked up an anthology like it was like 90 percent men and mm -hmm. it's like well this isn't fair there's loads yeah. of women that want to do this so i'm going to start something so she started candisha just to be able to give women a voice so we've always okay. had obviously you want women that are more well known because if you see a name that's well known you're more likely to pick up the book but we yeah. also wanted to be able to encourage um, that we always have someone that's their first publication and things like that. So we try and get as many different voices in there. Yeah, I remember yeah. Uh, I, I saw you mentioning that in uh, the interview with Eric Smith. Yes. I remember, yeah, I remember you saying exactly that, that it was all because, you know, let's take men down a peg and celebrate yeah. women. Uh, <laughs> Which, yeah. which actually, this is a perfect, you're the perfect guest to kind of round out our, uh, we've had just, we, we dedicate an entire month, month and a half to like the women of horror. Yeah. Which is why oh, we, awesome. Which yeah. is why I had a, a women directed movie. We had Haley and uh, we were been promoting the slasher anthology. So this is kind of a yeah. great way to kind of round out that little uh, season of women for the ladies over here on Body yeah. Podcast. Thank you very much. <laughs> but, uh, getting back to like slashers and when you're doing these anthologies, what exactly are you looking for in the like, stories when you're picking them out or selecting them? To That's got to be tough. It? Yeah. I, I can't imagine, imagine that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So um, with Slasher, we had it was half invite and half open call. So obviously people could just um, put in submissions. Um, and that makes it harder in itself because you could have like five stories that are amazing, but they're all very, very similar. And so you, then you have to pick the best of that because what we wanted was um, this, you know, if, if you say slasher, you just immediately think of Halloween, sleepaway camp, Friday the yeah. 13th, you know, and that's fine. That's what we all think of, but we wanted things that were slightly different. So um, like the very first story in there by Sarah Bud, the Grucken, that is like a really unusual interpretation of the slasher genre. And we wanted yeah. things like that. So there were other stories which took that kind of more quiet approach, but because we already had that one, we'd have to say, I'm sorry, that's a really, really, really good story. And ordinarily I would have taken it, but we've already got something very similar. So there was that in mind. We didn't want it to be 20 stories that were exactly the same, because even if they were all brilliant, if you read the same thing over and over again, yeah. it gets quite boring. Mm -hmm. Um, and we were able to say to them, because I love splatterpunk and extreme horror. It's probably my yeah. favorite subgenre anyway. So we were able to say that we wanted a few stories like that. But again, then because um, we always make sure that we put trigger warnings and content yeah. warnings and stuff on ours. We, again, we couldn't have all of them falling into that extreme explicit category because we weren't putting out a splatterpunk anthology. So there's all those mm -hmm. kind of things yeah. to think about. And we turned away some amazing stories, which is a real kick in the teeth. But it's what editors do, unfortunately. I could never be an editor because I would feel way too horrible to <laughs> yeah, have to turn people yeah. away. I, I would yeah. feel like I was insulting them like personally if I 
if I had to turn away somebody and uh, you do yeah. feel like that but as a right because most editors are writers um yeah. so we kind of know that it's part of the it's part of the game it's what yeah. happens you know and the vast majority of short stories especially if they don't get into one anthology that they, they find a home somewhere else most of the people that submitted I've seen them that you know they'll turn up in other anthologies and things so I'm yeah. sure it's a known <laughs> yeah. thing between authors and editors i'm sure they all realize that yeah yeah it's still not nice though i try no, to I, make I imagine and not what, <laughs> yeah yeah what can take it a lot what makes it a really hard job to, uh, is because as well um i did a personal uh, reply to every single person to say this is the reason why we rejected it and picked out like little things that were like really really good and stuff like that so I made it and most of the people then replied and they were really grateful for the feedback and they knew it wasn't because their story sucked they knew it was because we just couldn't take any more stories so that really helps as well just have the personal touch at least you were nice enough to give some kind of response back yeah Yeah. Um, sorry we can't take it at this time that's it. Yeah. Are there any stories in Slasher that are your favorite, or is it just kind of? Yes. Let's uh, go ahead. So, yeah. So let's go ahead and have you pick favorites right now. Yeah. <laughs> or it's like every, favorite, it's like but which children. one stood out the most? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's really, really, really hard to pick because I love them all. But my absolute personal favorite is the Crimson Bride um, by mm-hmm. Mocha Pennington, and. The story itself is so powerful, but because it's an own voice story, because um, she's a, a trans author as yeah. well, and she puts some of that into this, I just think it's a really important story as well. Uh, but it's so beautifully written, that could easily be like a short movie or something like that. It's really, but, but I love every single story in there. Otherwise, I wouldn't have chosen them. There's no yeah. story in there that we kind of went, oh, Christ, we're going to have to put this in. Every yeah. single story in there is top notch for whatever reason. So um, why don't we talk a little about uh, your most recent project in uh, Sausages, uh, the making of dog soldiers real quick. As a nice little segue kind of going from one thing to the movie. Is it safe to say that dog soldiers is your favorite horror movie? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) I mean, I mean, you did write a book about it. Yeah, Um, exactly. (laughs) So what goes into making a kind of behind the scenes uh, or a making of I imagine a lot of research um why don't you just tell us a little bit about it so lots of people have the idea to do things like this um and anybody could go ahead and write a non-official kind of book about anything you don't need any permission to do it because you're not saying that it's a tie-in to the movie you don't need any ip rights or anything like that But what I wanted to be sure of was that it wasn't just me gushing about the movie because (laughs) that would be kind of like really boring. Um, I needed to have access to Neil Marshall, to the cast and all of that kind of thing. But also I needed to have access to all the behind the scenes people. I wanted it to be um, because what was always very apparent from the movie is it's an ensemble piece. You know, there's no kind of like lead character in the film and everything. It's very much that, you know, an ensemble film. But it was also very much a team effort to make the movie in the first place. So we spoke to as many people as possible. I spoke to the composer of the music. I spoke to the the special effects guys. 
I spoke to the guy that actually like created all the fur for the werewolves. I spoke to the guy that worked at Parfait at the time that was like in charge of distribution, all of that kind of stuff to get a full picture. Um, And the other thing which was very important for me was that it was a celebration of the movie. So I was very clear right from the start um, that I didn't want any gossip. I didn't want any controversy. I didn't need any like, ooh, Neil Marshall's a real dick kind of thing. I didn't want, you know, I'm not a journalist. I'm not a hack. I'm not trying to find out all those kind of things. And I think as soon as the actors and the people knew that I wasn't trying to trick anyone, I wasn't trying to get any dirt or anything like that, they Mm -hmm. were really happy to share the stories. So that was really good as well. Um, and they all really enjoyed they had a brilliant time like reminiscing about it because they all had every single thing that you see on screen they had the, a blast they all say it was yeah. like the and best I think this was, they've ever worked on because this yeah. was neil marshall's uh, directorial debut wasn't it first movie yep and what a awesome movie to have as your first movie and it was such a fun I movie know, to right? watch yeah yeah uh, well, <laughs> uh, yeah, well yeah. don't worry well the next half of this episode you can have to gush as much as you want this is yeah. this is your safe space to do all that <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah so was it difficult being able to actually well i'm trying to ask this but not it be gossip was there anybody in particular that was the hardest to kind of get in touch with to interview yeah the only person that was difficult to interview and it was literally because he is so busy was kevin mckid because he now lives over in the states so um and in la so you've immediately got like that eight hour time difference between him and i Um, and he's on gray's anatomy you know he is constantly working if he's not acting in gray's he's directing he is probably the most famous of all of them now so he was the most difficult but I did get to speak to him and I can say hand on heart, he is so lovely. Like we spoke for yeah. like about 90 minutes and he mm-hmm. was just yeah. well, by the end of it, it was like we were old school friends and we'd been friends for years. He is just lovely. Um, but otherwise, no, it was quite easy. And the reason why it was easy to talk to them was because of Neil. Neil gave yeah. me people's, you know, personal phone numbers and contact details and stuff to be able to get in touch with them. Because agents are amazing and they do their job, but they make it really hard for people like us to try and talk to the actors, which is their job. They they feel that kind of stuff. Um, And if I hadn't have had these guys like personal, like Facebooks and phone numbers and stuff, then I wouldn't have been able to talk to them. So that was all thanks to Neil. Yeah, I would imagine. So I imagine they probably get like hundreds of people a day trying to like, say probably false people <laughs> saying oh we're doing a book and it ends up just gossip pay people yeah or... exactly yeah. yeah you got anything there dave uh, i mean it's awesome to hear, hear how nice everyone was when you're interviewing them that's yeah. always great yeah yep. they say never to they meet your heroes well. and yeah it, it's always it always sucks whenever you meet somebody who you like seeing on screen and then they turn out to be a dick in real life yeah Definitely. And that was one of my only kind of fears, because not only is this my favorite movie, but Neil's my favorite director. A lot of these guys are my favorite actors. You know, I've kind of like watched their careers progress. 
they're they're up on a pedestal they are my idols my gods yeah. all of that kind of stuff so it was exactly that what if i speak to them and they're horrible yeah <laughs> but they were they were all so lovely they're all like they, i can safely say that they're, they're all like friends of mine now and that just like is the most surreal thing possible you know they've yeah. all said you are part of the dog soldiers family now which is like yeah. oh. that seems yeah. to be the case for like people in the horror community in general everybody who we've interviewed and yeah. uh people who we've gotten in contact with both during the interview and afterwards have always been very nice very open to talk and um especially authors yeah. oh, authors are yeah. amazing yeah, are, yeah they're just awesome yeah they're just completely open to yeah. just you know swap you know ideas and just talk and yeah. geek yeah. out about you know their idols kind of like you're yeah. talking about yeah <laughs> oh so before we uh i'm gonna kind of delve into movie talk territory but before we yeah. do is there anything that you would like to talk to say to like the audience in terms of what to look out for or any yeah. any projects that you're working on right now um nothing really that i can talk about at the moment okay okay <laughs> okay <laughs> i know that's hard to some yeah. a lot of you know some of the authors like to keep some of their projects a little you know quiet yeah, yeah. just on. things that haven't been announced um the only thing i will say is that um i am still working very closely with neil so there'll be more Ooh, stuff that sounds, with him. That sounds that's cool. awesome yeah. yeah all right all right i'll i'll leave it at that and i'll be... <laughs> so before, oh and uh of course where can people find you find you and your uh books that you've been working on where can people uh find you um so um for all my work is uh, i've got an amazon page um so that's yeah. the easiest way if you're looking for that just janine pipe on amazon and then uh, twitter is the best place for me where i'm janine pipe 28 that's where i hang out the most because i'm oh. old <laughs> <laughs> all righty well you heard it here guys so one thing i wanted to talk about before talking about dog soldiers is cult classic movies in general because mm -hmm. would you you would consider this movie a cult classic or a cult movie? oh definitely yes yeah yeah i was thinking about it when i was at work the other day in terms of cult movies well first off other than dog soldiers um what are first off some of y'all's favorite cult movies horror cult movies um one of my favorite movies um is brain dead which i think you guys call dead alive over in the states oh, yeah. the Peter Jackson yeah. one. <laughs> i'd say that's probably a, a cult movie as well okay what about you there dave i have to go with the behind the mask the rise of leslie vernon that was gonna be mine uh, but i'll, I'll yeah because uh, it surprises me how many people have not seen that movie yeah. when you have so many like horror royalty in that movie yeah like freddy krueger and uh the woman from poltergeist of course and herschel from walking dead and aside from a select few people like hardly anybody but yeah. then again that that kind of led into my other question at what point does a cult movie stop becoming a cult movie do you think something's lost when too many people know about a, a project because it kind of feels like there's something cool about being a fan of a cult movie and that it kind of feels like an exclusive club and in, in that, you know, I, I know this awesome movie and like hardly anybody knows about it. But my y'all's thoughts, I was just thinking, is, is there a point where a cult movie stops being a cult movie or 
because like Rocky Horror Picture Show, it was considered a cult movie, but now like tons and tons of people know about it. Yeah, no, that's definitely more mainstream out here. Yeah, I would I would say once uh, normies know what something is, then it's probably gone beyond cult status. So mm, yeah. if if it's a cult, uh, even if it's popular, if it's just within like us, like horror yeah. fans. But once people, you know, like once you could say a movie to someone on the street and they're like, oh, yeah, I know what that is. Then mm. it's not a cult anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and now I, I'm happy to actually be a, a, a cult member of Dog Soldiers now because I don't. Yeah, because uh, definitely a fan of this now. When you mentioned it, I had <laughs> never heard of Dog Soldiers. No. And I, I, messa- I messaged you and I said, oh, my God, Sean Pertwee's in this movie. Um, yeah. I know immediately I'm going to love this. Yeah. So that was just kind of one question I wanted to ask because we're talking about a cult movie in general. Yeah. So let's talk about the cult movie uh, of the day then. Let's talk about Dog Soldiers. This is going to be a spoiler-filled movie review. For, yeah. So although yeah, I ki- although I kind of <laughs> I kind of do and kind of don't want it to be spoiler because I really want to talk about it, but I don't want to deprive somebody of their first experience watching it because yeah. it was this was a perfect movie to follow my uh i just did a top 10 bad cgi movies horror movies because i love practical effects and this was a great movie to kind of come right after this yeah (laughs) but for those of you who don't know about dog soldiers have you ever watched evil dead and thought this movie could use more werewolves (laughs) (laughs) well dog soldiers has got you covered you got your house in the middle of the woods you got guns and werewolves and and I'm sure that this was probably uh, an homage to Evil Dead, but those first-person tracking shots through the woods is very yeah. Evil Dead-esque. Yes, definitely. Yeah. I really enjoyed that first scene, especially with the zipper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, and the zipper just keeps going. That was brilliant yeah. right there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'm ready to gush about this movie, too, because um, this might have been my favorite movie we've reviewed this season. <laughs> this was... A lot of fun. This had. Um, usually, I definitely say this is the most fun movie we've Usually, this, when yeah. I'm watching and reviewing a movie, I have my notepad down and I'm usually the first to like kind of jot down uh, things that I didn't like or things that were uh, problematic. I, I I couldn't really find any. Like, I was, yeah. I was just too. I was just having too much fun. As soon as. After the first five minutes, of just kind of uh, where you get the establishing a couple in the woods and then they get attacked by something. Yeah. Then it just, then it kind of turned into Jason Bourne for a couple of minutes where, where you're, ch- yeah. <laughs> yeah. where <laughs> this guy is getting chased by the military and the movie just, 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 just boosts uh, and doesn't slow down from then on. It's just, yeah. And if, if the, uh, if there's not action on the screen, then there is really fun dialogue. I loved the dialogue between all of these characters. It was so oh, much yeah. fun. Yeah, it's very authentic, very realistic to what it is like in the services as well. So Neil did a great job of that. Matt, yeah, my dad yeah. is in is uh or retired military, so yeah. like kind of like the stories that he would tell it was like yeah they, i mean i i it's not all just yes sir and yeah. move out and everything like that when when they're just kind of on their own they're yeah. they're like shit talking each other back and forth 
calling each yeah. other like yeah. twat or bell end. I don't know if they said, but you know, stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> but had a genuine sense of like brotherhood. And yeah. That was yeah. just really cool. Being a former actor during Marine, they definitely got moderate right. But there is this one scene that bothered me. What's that? You would never put your back to a window. You know, I did. Um, never, you know, ever, <laughs> ever do that. That's it's all in training. Especially when there's werewolves about. And you never say, you never like claim to be okay when the, when the, when the action has died down, never announce to the group like a one-liner or, oh, I'm okay. Or, Cause you're just setting yourself up to getting attacked. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is one thing that I will say that I, I did kind of stop and go like, come on, man, don't like get, you, you were just attacked from the window. Get, get, a, get us far away. <laughs> and, and then you turn your back to the window and then insult the werewolf skin. What I really appreciated about this is they, Neil seems like he did a whole lot with very little in terms yes. of, yeah. in terms of for, for a good portion of this movie, you don't necessarily see the werewolves. You no. see the character's reaction to the werewolves. You see like a hand here or a silhouette here. Uh, and a lot uh, is done with the sound editing and what you hear off yeah. screen. Yeah. So I have, and I really appreciate this. Um, you know, I always appreciate a storyteller who can play with what you don't see. Yes. Um, so I just needed to say that, like, first and foremost, that that's the first thing I noticed. Using, showing a lot with very little. Yeah, that definitely did a good job with that. Kind of built up your anticipation for finally getting to see the werewolves. Go on, go on, Janine, gush away. This is, this is, this is, this, this is your movie pick. What should we be, I know, should we I, be talking about? Well, I was, uh, because YouTube just watched it, I was waiting to see what your reactions were and I, things. It's, it's nice to hear from a first timer, whereas I've seen it probably like over 50 times. I just, yeah. I just don't want it to be like with special guest Janine Pipe and then it's us talking for like 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> about the move don't worry i will be joining in i'm just enjoying your initial um reactions to it um all right well let me just bring up my notes uh thing oh well i i just write like little notes as i go through the movie like first uh one of the first ones being i haven't been this captivated by a campfire story in a long time when harry wells was talking about yeah. his story oh, at the camp yes. oh, yeah. an absolutely wonderful monologue that is yeah sean should have got the oscar for that definitely yeah that <laughs> Clear, clearly a snub by the uh, by the academy yeah <laughs> and well it's it's safe to say that wells was definitely my favorite character um in in this uh, in this group of people of oh, but damn it did he have it rough yeah <laughs> um you know yes I, I, I was i was hesitant to get attached to him because um everybody i love dies in movies so yeah. so as soon as i saw him i was like man i i hope that he's gonna be okay at least for a good portion and he was the first one to kind of get it and just he's holding his guts through the majority of the of the movie and then getting <laughs> Salt thrown on his wounds and getting 
patched yep. up with glue guns and <laughs> yeah. But I will say I absolutely love drunk Harry Wells. Um, and he was drunk. That's yeah. um, the actual Sean was drunk. Yeah. Oh, so he's a method actor. <laughs> yeah. All right. Completely method. Yeah. He's been on the brandy. Yeah. So, yeah. Wait, so, so when he told um, Cooper to actually punch him out, I wonder if that was that was just completely improvised. He just told him to punch him. Yeah. And Kevin punched him. That's a real punch as well. <laughs> this is this is making me appreciate the movie even more yeah <laughs> yeah he broke he broke sean's nose so you know it, it, i don't know if you picked it up but the sound of when kev punches him you can hear like a proper kind of noise yeah and there was blood that shot across the screen that's all real <laughs> <laughs> all right and he punched him that's twice off. yeah <laughs> now uh, yeah the, uh, the first one he missed and then uh -huh. sean was like come on you pussy all of that mm -hmm. and uh, he'd been like that for hours and he'd really started to piss kev off so um <laughs> kev was like all right then you fucking want me to do it i will do it and he smoked. he didn't yeah. mean it to be quite so hard he didn't actually mean to punch sean Petrie, but uh but yeah it was a real punch Wow. That's and awesome. Sean was so pissed he didn't realize it was the next morning when he kind of woke up and he was like, fuck my nose. It's I was really about to say, at least yeah. he was and drunk. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Um it, but at least they gave him probably the most badass death in the whole movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Complete with the intense music and everything. And that's exactly how I want to go out. I just want to go out in a blaze of glory, taking out like a, <laughs> a, a a pack of werewolves or a horde of zombies or something. Yeah. I don't know. Who, was, was it Spoon who uh, was boxing with the werewolf at the end? Yes, uh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. If I go out, that's how I want to go out. Just go out swinging. <laughs> or Joe. I mean, Joe uh, had to have a one-on-one -on -one in the car. So he yeah. did. Yeah. He, he initially was going to be my favorite death of the movie, but then. Yeah. He didn't get an orchestra for his death, but uh, Harry Wells yeah. did her. Yeah. You know, I connected with a lot during the beginning when he's sitting there talking about missing the footy game. Mm -hmm. I've been in the field missing sporting events. Like, this fucking sucks. Yep. So I was like, ah, I feel that. But I say the, um, uh, we've mentioned all these, but I also have to, you know, give props to, I believe it's Liam Cunningham. Yeah, um, he was great. Yeah, I've seen him yeah. in a in a plenty of other things too. See, I couldn't remember what I recognized him from. I was like, I know who he is. I just don't remember where I've seen him before. This movie's just sprinkled with people who. Yeah, I know that guy. Yeah, right, but I, I love that entire storyline between Cooper and Ryan. Yeah, the whole thing where it's the beginning. He's telling Cooper, "You're not cut out for this." And then, all right. So I uh, think I think that is my initial gushing. So, yeah. <laughs> so why don't you go ahead and. Why don't you go ahead and direct us there, Janine? Yeah. <laughs> your, your turn. Yeah. Well, I think for me, um, you kind of covered what the bits that I like the most. Um, and it's it's the guys. It's the actors. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. they are just... Um, I haven't got an army background, but I was in the police. Yeah. So, okay. uh, yeah. you know, I have that kind of, like, um, knowledge and experience. Yeah. of again, just that banter. And, and it's so real because, you know, when we were in the police, 
we used to speak to each other like that all the time and it's like the gallows yeah. humor and mm -hmm. just how you get through the day you know when you come yeah. off of a 12-hour night shift it's like oh that is how you deal with stuff so yeah. it was very very realistic um but it's just so funny and I'm glad that yeah. you guys kind of picked up on that as well because one of the yeah. things was and I have seen reviews where um sometimes an American audience doesn't always pick up on the British humor yeah because it is very very British it is literally yeah. one of the most British the, films the, banter, yeah. the banter back and forth was hilarious I yeah. love the yes. I love them talking uh, oh yeah I think I, luckily I, I I've listened to enough um uh, either British movies or British podcasts. That yeah, I've watched enough of... British films where I'm like, okay, so got a handle on this, yeah. Yeah, uh, enough, I've seen reviewers say they've had, they had to put the subtitles on to be able to understand what they were saying. And I, I didn't think that the mm. accents were that strong that you wouldn't no. be able to pick up no, on it. No, it wasn't that bad. I didn't yeah. think so. I was able <laughs> to understand pretty much everything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it is, it's just, uh, it is the co like the comic timing. Um, like I said, another film which I love obviously is Brain Dead. So, kind of like yeah. things like in Shaun of the Dead. A, a com mm. Comedy in horror is my favorite. Mm. You can be yeah. as kind of like crazy and gory and violent yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But it's like that roller coaster of emotions. And mm. like the, they say, sort of like within filmmaking, the two best reactions that you can get is either a laugh or a scream. And you get yeah. everything in dogs, you get them both in dog soldiers. And a lot of the lines, especially Sean's, were ad-libbed as well. So there's quite a lot of stuff that was in there that because Sean's such a, you know, he was the most experienced actor on set at the time mm -hmm. as yeah. well. He would just come out with stuff. And he is a yeah. really, really funny guy. Like when you talk to him in real life, he is yeah. hilarious. And most of the swearing as well, if you, you just have a normal conversation with Sean and it's fuck this, fuck this, yeah. <laughs> that is realistic too. And that's the other thing, you know, yeah. like they do swear a lot, but they do. That's just like, you know, what guys I mean, they're in the, in the military. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, even if they aren't, that's just how people talk military, anyway. That's... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah. I would imagine that I would have to have a sense of humor given if I was put in a situation where like, if you're put in a situation and then you realize that where what a werewolves exist and you're getting yeah. hunted yeah. by them, you either have to have a sense of humor about it or else you're gonna like lose your mind like he's laying on yeah. the floor and he's like I'm, I'm doing peachy aside from my guts trying to vacate the premises and just yeah like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah i mean it's either that or you're i would have to have i would have to joke or i would cry <laughs> probably yes. if i was getting hunted by a bag of werewolves yeah pretty much <laughs> <laughs> and then one of the other things i like um about it which is something that i like in my literature and other stuff is the uh, the homages and the easter eggs and the odes to other movies in there because mm. neil is yeah. um a self-professed a massive horror nerd you know he is yeah. a real cinephile he knows his movies and there are so many beats in that movie, whether it's completely um, overt, like there is no spoon, which is obviously the Matrix um, and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Or whether it's even just like, because when you were saying about Terry um, stood in front of the window and that you would never do that if you're in the yeah. military. Well, the whole reason for that and when the blinds come down, that's, um, do you know where that's from? What film that's from? All right, hold on. When he gets me, pulled me... out through the blinds. All right, hold on. Let me... Uh... Let me let me try to go through my horror encyclopedia knowledge. All right, so it's specifically it's not necessarily it's, it's not necessarily a horror. It's not a horror film. Okay, Oof. but it's 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 standing in front of the of the window. 
Again, with, and, right, and it yeah. has to be with the blinds down and then gets pulled out. Uh, um, <laughs> I'm stumped on that. Uh, I, I can I can think of especially since it's not a horror movie. I can out. think of plenty of movies that probably do that. Um, yeah, but uh, I mean, like for. I, I, first there one has that came to be a scene like that Friday the 13th. Well, the first one, one that came to my mind was Nightmare on Elm Street, where she gets pulled through the door at the end. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, all yeah. right, so no. so specifically, what's what's the homage to? Yeah. Or what's it referencing? That's um, Assault on Precinct 13, ah, that one. All right. Oh, that's a I good, that's that a good movie. movie forever, yeah. That's a good movie, too. <laughs> um, yeah. So And there's loads of just little beats like that, whether it's um, a bit of the music, whether it's just um, the way that the that he got the um, guys to stand. There's loads of stuff. There's like the bit at the very end where Cooper is stood when he comes out and he stood with Sam the dog and the way that he holds his arm. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that's from? That's from something very famous. So even the even pose. just how he's holding how oh the, the pose with is including the, pose the dog. Very stiff, holding his arm, not no not with the dog, but the way that Kev's stood as he's holding his arm. It's very very famous. Jeez, you know I think I. I use I, I usually like to consider myself a really good cinephile, but yeah. damn it, I, this is not evident of that. If I can't, <laughs> this is the second yeah. question I haven't been able to answer. Um, Evil Dead. No, again, it's not a horror film. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so he's holding his. Okay. Um, It'll throw uh, you here. Oh, jeez. Um, okay, go ahead. Yeah. The Searchers, the John Wayne film. Uh, okay. Uh, John John Wayne's not necessarily uh, someone I'm. I've seen too many movies of. So yeah, that's more like my dad. He watches a lot of westerns. Yeah. That's yes. The, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, Neil's also a really yeah. big um, western fan, mm-hmm. and yeah. there's a lot of things within that movie again, which are very much filmed, um, sort of like with the cinematography, almost more. Yeah that you would an action film or a Western down to like sort of the shots with the cameras and things like that. They approached it more from that kind of point of view, which is all very interesting. And I had, I had a really nice conversation with Sam McCurdy, who was the DOP on that and worked with Neil quite a few things. And Sam's gone on to do amazing stuff. Um, uh, He's just finished on Peacemaker. So he, he's doing really, really well. Um, and is a lovely guy as well. And he took the time. I was like, I haven't got a clue because, you know, I'm a massive, massive horror fan. Yeah. But I have never been on a movie set. You know, if you yeah. gave me a camera, I'd be like, oh, brilliant. You know, I can, <laughs> I can yeah. just about take my iPhone, let alone anything else. Um, and he sort of took the time to tell me about the different stuff, uh, obviously, which is all null and void now because it's all shot on digital and everything. Whereas yeah. back then it actually was shot on camera with film yeah. and went through like the different like shutters and things that they would have used to get the different shots and things like the mirror shots and all that kind of stuff, the 45 degree angles and everything to be able to get. So the bit like where they're running through the woods after Wells has been injured that's all yeah. very much like um saving private ryan and gladiator yeah. those shots which are called the common brain staccato shots that's it so it's all very oh, much yeah. like that kind of special action thing and all of that so it's fascinating to like if you don't know anything about movie making to you know uh, and then like to have these experts tell you about it it's, yeah. it's fascinating mm-hmm. the things i've found out 
behind the scenes have just been mind-blowing. All of it is just mind-blowing to me anyway. <laughs> Off the top of your head, um, do you know how much, uh, what the budget was for this movie? I, I should know, but I, I, I actually don't. I don't know what the budget was, but I, I want to say that it was like 1.2 mil, something like that. That is what is ringing a bell to me. Um, well, luckily, I have the internet right over. What What did you say? Oh. <laughs> how much did you guess? I said 1.2 million. Uh, budget 2.3. Oh, okay. So more Close, than I thought. Yeah. It was still yeah. like in the single digit. I mean, it was yeah. still, uh, you know, for a movie, horror movie, it was still pretty low budget. Yeah. Yeah. I think that probably the most money they probably spent was definitely the explosion. So, um, yeah. Um, so let's talk about a little bit about the, some more about the dialogue in the movie, because, you know, if you took all of the action out of this movie and you took all of the, um, uh, horror werewolves and everything like that you would still be left with a movie that has really good dialogue really oh, really yeah. really tense dialogue and i'm a sucker for i love movies that don't have anything but like talking in it sometimes if the if it's written well then i really like it yeah. was there any well we already talked about uh his monologue but were there any particular favorite lines or anything that always stand out or for you, Dave, that stood out when it comes to this movie. When they're on the bed trying to like patch Sean up, mm-hmm. and he yelled out "sausages," it instantly yeah. made me think of Gene's book. That's the. I was like, the "Oh, book. there's the title." That's where it came from. Yeah, yeah. that's where it came from. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wasn't thinking like, I wonder where she got sausages from, and then he said "sausages," and I was like, "Oh, that that's oh. that that's the thing. It's the that's thing. Where she got it from. <laughs> that's the thing yeah. we're talking about." Yeah. yeah. That and when. uh they're first like asking questions like Captain Ryan and he's like, you don't want to do this. You don't want to go this route. And oh. they pull down his bandages and see he's fully healed. Oh, that was, that was the other thing I was saying that was so rough with, with Sergeant Wells' character when the dog was like tugging at his, uh, was it, what is his, ba- was it his bandage? Cause I thought it was his gut uh, at first. Or was that a, his bandage? It was his bandage, I think. I thought that yes, the dog had gotten, yeah. I thought that he got yeah. a, a part of his gut that he was, pulling on i was like oh yeah. my god that poor man <laughs> <laughs> oh, god. so that's that's interesting because they had considered it being his guts that sam yeah. the dog was pulling on and then they decided that was just too much um yeah. and that probably like sean wouldn't have made it if he'd been having his intestines actually pulled out so yeah. they made it the bandage which is what it is it's a bloody bandage so yeah. it looks disgusting but that's what it is but like 99% of people that watch the film still think that it is his sausages that are being pulled on anyway. So yeah, <laughs> I was like, he's taking it very, very well. He's not screaming. He's just saying, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fuck off. I was, I was like, wow, you know, he's taking this a lot better than I would. I, I, I'm surprised he's not shooting the dog right now. But yes. See, on my first watch, I did initially think it was his guts because right after that, I forgot which private was, ended up puking on Captain Ryan. Yeah, that was awesome. Yes, yeah. That's what I thought was good. Yeah. <laughs> but like I said, I think my favorite part, uh, di- piece of dialogue was definitely the campfire, uh, yeah. the campfire story yeah. that Wells was talking about. Just, if I was in the theater, that would be the moment where I'm sitting there with like popcorn just near my lips, not <laughs> eating it, just captivated by his story. Yeah, just and then, on the hook right there. And then immediately followed up with one of the privates trying to go, so this person walks into a bar and tries <laughs> yeah. to lighten the mood. <laughs> Cut the tent to the joke. Yeah. Um, what about what about you there, Janine? I know that there's a plenty of good talking points in the 
in the movie. Is there anyone that particularly kind of like stands out? I was like, I really like that piece of dialogue. So one of my all-time favorite bits is the scene just before that where Cooper is um, talking about the campus from the beginning. Yeah. And it's only like like a minute and a bit of dialogue, um, but it's kind of like it's it's Neil's law drop. You know, it's the yeah. exposition of uh, tying in the bit from the start so that we know what's going on. We know that the authorities yeah. know that this has been happening. It's him telling the rest of them what's happening but it's just done so well and part of that is down to the fact that i absolutely love kevin mckidd's accent anyway his yeah. scottish accent is just beautiful so i could listen to him for the entire movie just talking yeah. um, which one which private uh, character which character was he it's cooper, cooper. Kevin I, McKidd that does that. i like his accent too every time i kept hearing him i kept thinking that he sounded like Christopher Eccleston. I, in fact, I thought it was him for a second because of his accent. They have similar accents, but sorry, go ahead. I just, I don't know why yeah. I brought that up, but go ahead. I, I, I'm now confused because, um, I, I don't know, maybe because you guys are American, maybe mm -hmm. they sound yeah. similar, but obviously for me being a Brit, <laughs> Kev, Kev's uh, very Scottish mm -hmm. and Christopher Eccleston is most definitely not Scottish. So well, I, maybe, I, I not, maybe not his it. accent, but I think, I think his tone. Oh, okay. Possibly. Yeah. I think they have kind of like a similar kind of like back of the throat kind of like deep voice. Kind of like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Possibly. Um, I also love um, just some of Sean's stupid lines. Like I do love it when he's in the toilet and he shouts out, I'm in the Kazi. That's just, yeah. just so funny every <laughs> single time. And then there's another bit when they've just when they've broken through the Kazi um, and they're stood in the bedroom um, to, just and it's like just get in the wardrobes get in the wardrobe and yeah. I just love it and it just it's just so ridiculous and it's just yeah. the way that Kev's like all right then let's get in the wardrobe <laughs> and it's just the most like ridiculous kind of stupid thing but I just it's the little lines like that that I love as well and and I also yeah. love when um, Sergeant Wells says about. Um, that it is now um, a live exercise. So if you see, if Little Red Riding Hood should turn up with a bazooka, expect you to chin the bitch. <laughs> it's yeah. just brilliant. That was great. <laughs> you know, I uh, I just imagine, because we do have a, hand, uh, I think, a handful of listeners like from yeah. like the UK. You know, my, my whole Christopher Eccleston comment, I'm just imagining like, if they're listening right now, just shaking their hair going, you stupid fucking American. We don't. Yeah. <laughs> you, oh. just, I didn't want to say, but. You yeah. stupid American. Like you got, <laughs> was he just the yeah. first British person you could think of? And it's fine. And I like, I like Chris Eccleston as well. He's cool. It's just, I think for me, because Kev is so Scottish mm -hmm. and yeah. it's just such a beautiful accent. And I just could listen to Kev talk all day anyway. So yeah. um, I thought you were going to say something like, cause he doesn't speak with that accent, obviously on Grey's Anatomy. Like I said, it was more of the tone, more of the tone uh, yeah. rather yeah. than, yeah. <laughs> but you know, I'm sure we've, all, I'm sure if we've have any uh, subscribers over there, we they've immediately like canceled their <laughs> Dowdy Bag podcast subscription. Like I, you know, I they've said a, defended yeah. all of Great Britain. Yeah, you, yeah. You know, you know, Chris has said a lot of dumb shit on this podcast, but that was probably the worst thing he's ever said. I apologize. What they made me yeah. talk about was about a penis. So you, you're yeah. fine. 
I, 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 apo- rails, yeah. I apologize. I apologize for any linguists out there. Or yeah. Anything, but I'll just I'll I'll be over here if you need me. Yeah. I'll, I'll be sitting over here in the corner. I'll let uh, Dave and Janine handle the rest of this uh, episode. <laughs> oh, I was just actually thinking. Uh, we still have you for a little bit of time, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm I'm fine. Jave, do you think we have enough time to do the uh build a monster? Uh yeah, we should. I mean build, build a monster. All right. I have uh, nothing pressing right now. All right, let's uh let's let's go ahead and kind of wrap up the dog soldiers uh discussion real quick and then move on to like the final segment right here. Yeah. So uh at the end of each movie review, we give our kill of the week or kill of the movie. What would you say is the death that stood out the most for you? And this one actually had a pretty decent body count. The last couple of movies that we watched uh, uh, yeah. were very low on the body count. It was more psychological horror than anything. Yeah. So we actually we so actually we have some to good number from. of bodies today. Yeah. Um, I guess I can go ahead and go first. Mine's definitely Harry or Harry Wells, Sergeant Wells. Okay. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, you know, he had everything from the orchestra music. He went out in a blaze of glory as he was turning into a werewolf. Um, Everything about that was was really awesome. I'm probably gonna go with a uh, spoon. Spoon. I just love that scene. He he fought that werewolf for a long time. He put up a fight. <laughs> <laughs> I thought my boy was gonna live. And you there, Janine? I I I have to pick a favorite death. Yeah. Well, See, it's yeah, really sure. hard for me. It's really hard for me now because I actually know these people, which yeah. makes it worse. Like I can't yeah. like you were just saying about how much you like Sean's death. I sometimes I have to fast forward it now. I can't watch it. It's too emotional. Oh, because um, oh, I thought my... it was oh, I thought it was because you didn't want to feel like you were shortchanging anybody. Is it because you feel bad now? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> well, like, that's, no. that, you know, that's another Honestly. thing. I actually did give a shit about these characters. I yeah. got to know them. Well, I just knew them through the you know movie, but you got to know them in real life but as i was watching i i actually cared i wanted to see everyone survive yeah this movie does a really good job of making you really care about the characters in here i want i want sarge to be able to go home and see his wife yeah no no but you know the second that he said the second that he started talking about you know the worst thing for me would be able if i was never able to go back home and see my wife i was like well I know you're you leaving. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know. I know. Well, I know you're we definitely know not going now. to. Yeah. Yeah. So my favorite death, therefore, is part of Sean's death because mm-hmm. he obviously blows up. Spoiler: blows up the werewolves. Um, and you can just about could you could you make out there was a werewolf's head that gets blown? Yeah, up I saw that. that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's Megan's head that gets blown up, and she was the reason why they were there. So she's the worst. No. The the betrayal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Being supernatural so, fans, we should have known when her. She said her name was Meg. That she was up to no good. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> so you so, said, oh, so it's technically uh, Megan's death then, because you see the head yeah. kind of go for. Yeah, okay. yeah, and yeah. she was the reason that they were there. So yeah, yeah. I cheered when she died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna move on to one of our last little bits. We started with, uh, well, Haley was the last guest that we had that we did this with. It's build a monster. So basically, I have this little 
spinny wheel app here and it's filled with tons of different horror characters and you have seven different characteristics and i spin the wheel and you have to basically build the most fierce monster that you can by taking like I want so-and-so's intelligence, or I want their weapon. So at the end of this, you'll have a kind of an amalgamation monster. So you have seven characteristics. You have intelligence, you have appearance, you have weapon, you have voice, you have abilities, you have intelligence, and you have, uh, what was the, what was the other one I have there, Dave? Cause I need to bring resources up resources yeah and you have resources so Haley, when she was on her character after doing the spins and whatnot she had the following character and she's also the winner uh who went up against tag because he had an unfortunate yeah. s- a couple of spins he had it rough okay here it is her monster she had the looks of art the clown the strength strength is the other one strength of patrick bateman the intelligence of ed warren the voice of jack torrance the resources of pinhead sean of the dead's weapon which was that like cricket bat or whatever he was using in that and (laughs) her specialty powers of Candyman. so that is too bad yeah no, yeah, yeah, it was not bad at all. A lot better than Tags, who had, uh, uh, he also had the weapon of Jack Torrance, which was an axe. He had the voice yeah. of Patrick Bateman, the intelligence of Predator, the strength of Ghostface, yeah. um, res- resources of Buffalo Bill. And oh, nice. <laughs> that, that one was the one that actually really screwed him over because he was. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but he had the specialty of the T-1000 from Terminator, and he looked like Pyramid Head. Oh, that's amazing. But, uh, we, but we put it to a vote and the people voted Haley the winner for that one. So clearly, yeah. So you get to create your character now. And, uh, so I'll spin the wheel. I'll tell you what the character is. And then you tell me what you want to take from them. All right. So I'll go ahead and. Give it a good old spin year. All right, your first character is Wishmaster. So you have looks, strength, intelligence, voice, resources, weapon, and specialty. I mean, I like his voice because <laughs> it's creepy as fuck. Um, but I kind of like the fact, that obviously, that he's a djinn, so he can yeah. do all kinds of yeah. horrendous, nasty wish stuff. So what would that come under? Speciality? That would be a specialty. Yeah. Yeah. You want to do that? Yeah, let's go with that. Let's go with that. Okay. So you have, two scary. Su- you have yeah. Candyman versus uh, Wishmaster in the uh, specialty department. So that's a pretty good matchup. Actually. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. Spin again. Mick Taylor. I believe that one was from Wolf Creek. So is he human? I don't even know who he is. Uh, that that one's a Australian movie. He's he's just a guy <laughs> and he's from the outback and he yeah. and he kills and tortures uh, he, uh people yeah. who come his way. So I think 
so I think, um, uh, I mean, he has a Bowie knife that he uses. Um, I mean, he has like a whole flare where he tortures people. So you have uh, weapons, resources, voice, intelligence, strength, and love. He does have a dope Australian accent. Uh-huh. Or is it... I'll um, go with his voice. Or is it British? I don't know, apparently. I can't tell voices. <laughs> Does he like BTK? But the Ameri- um, Australian version is a, ser- a serial killer. Yeah. Why do I not know him? Wolf Creek. Uh, well, yeah, it's based on a true story, yeah. He doesn't go out and, I think, look for victims. They just happen to come upon his area and then... He, and he'll he, like sabotage like a jeep or something. If he's like that. Uh, oh, yeah. I know. I, I know the true story. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was based off a true story. He was like he pretended yeah, to be okay. a good Samaritan and then yeah. kill people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, especially because he's human. Um, let's, yeah, we'll go with his voice. Because yeah. okay. he hasn't got anything else. All right. <laughs> I mean, he had a knife. Yeah. Um. All right. Next. I don't want a knife. I want something better than that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this you also got Sean of the Dead. You got okay. Sean. Um, so that you got uh look, strength, intelligence, resources, and weapon. I fucking love Simon Pegg, so I'm gonna go for looks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, that might give you an advantage. You look out of assuming as fuck. They're chilling you like, oh, okay. <laughs> Sean of the Dead. Another very nice person, actually, in real life, Simon Peck. I've spoken to him. He's he's lovely. That's good. That's awesome to hear. Because I love his movies. Yeah. That's how he lulls in his victims. People will come up and try to get an autograph, and then he'll kill them. (laughs) All right. Next. Norman Bates. I know you're probably trying to hold out for like the really strong characters. <laughs> you so far you've had uh, two regular, du- or three regular dudes now. Yeah. See, I I might. I've still got intelligence, haven't I? You have yeah. intelligence. Yeah. Have... So I think I would go for intelligence for him. Intelligence, Norman Bates. But you do have the specialty of the gin. Yeah. Yeah. That's gonna fuck everyone else up anyway, yeah. so I'm fine with that. <laughs> All right, so we're coming down to strength, resources, yep. and I believe weapon. Yep. All right. Here, here's the make or break portions. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin from Split. Actually, that's not bad split so uh yeah i mean you have 23 personalities to choose from i guess um yeah i was about to say don't forget he does have like that beast uh thing that you know i guess so and what what have i got left (laughs) um you have weapon uh you have strength and you have resources. Strength, then I guess I go with. That, that's a good <clears throat> strength. He's he is strong. Yeah. Yeah. The strength of Kevin. <laughs> I mean, I feel like Kevin's stronger than Patrick Bateman. So. Yeah, I do too. <clears throat> yeah. 
<laughs> so we have so far we have looks of Shaun of the Dead, the voice of Mick Taylor, intelligence of Norman Bates, <laughs> the strength of Kevin, and the specialty of Wishmaster. So we still got okay. re resources and, and weapons. Need a good weapon. Oh, no, we just it's strength. Victor Crowley in there with the weapons or anything. I want like a hatchet or something. <laughs> yeah. Weapons and resources. Okay, resources. Strength weapon. Okay. Carrie. Oh fuck! I would have liked her. Uh, <laughs> that would have been a very specialty. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, so what? Okay. So what does what counts as Carrie's resources? Because you could say that the, her, her um, the resources of a teenage <laughs> high school girl. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, now, but then weapons is her mind. Does uh, that count? Can I have that? Is uh, her mind I'll leave her that. Uh, I'll I'll leave that up to Dave. What do you think? Do you think her weapons should be considered her mind? Yeah, she doesn't really use a weapon. She her she uses her mind. To... Exactly. Uh, you know what? I'll I'll give it to you. If you want to choose weapon, it could be her her telekinesis. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> fucking a. <laughs> right. All right. I think we might have so, a new... left is my resources. Your resources yeah. and weapon. Okay. Resources. Randy from Scream. <laughs> Randy. <laughs> <laughs> So you have the resources um, of a college you student. Have, you, you have the resources yeah. of of all of that uh, horror movie knowledge. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Is that is that going to be? <laughs> gonna, college I mean, he doesn't have. Uh, I mean, he doesn't really have any weapons. I guess so. I guess Randy's oh. resources. Yeah. It's fun if you you went from the resources of a high schooler to the resources of a college student. Yeah. Yeah. And then there would probably be like a bottle opener. A bottle opener. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He's a dude, a razor. I don't know, something yeah. like that. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll find things. Any, That's fine. Anything. His resources are just anything that happens to be in his general vicinity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll make do. We'll All be right. inventive. Your last one is your weapon. I thought we just did that. It's Carrie. Yeah, no, it was Carrie's Resources. mind. No, oh yeah, oh yeah, we did do that. Oh, the last one is. Uh, wait, did we do everything then? We have the looks of Shaun of the Dead. We yeah. have the voice of Mick Taylor. We have the weapon of Carrie, intelligence of Norman Bates, the strength of Kevin, specialty of Wishmaster, and resources of Randy. Yeah, that's everything. So. Yeah. Oh, bad boss. Right. You know uh, this. Um, this one is a force to be reckoned with. In all honesty, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you you ha you got them where you really needed. You got the strength, and you got the specialties, and you got uh, you got that old telekinesis. So yeah, um, Haley will probably not be in first place for too much longer. But then again, I'm leaving this to uh, people on Instagram to vote. Yeah, and, and let us know. So see which way they go. I mean, I know who I'd vote What's for. What's the price? Um, bragging rights, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> kudos. To say, to I like say, kudos. That's a good price. Yeah. To say, yeah. Um, to say, um, I was lucky on Chris's shitty little spin <laughs> thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, you I, should put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to actually, uh, you know, 
I just it would just be called I got lucky. You know? I got lucky. <laughs> Spin wheel on it. Yes. <laughs> All right, so that'll be fun. Yeah. So we're we're coming up, uh, getting close to right now to the uh, wrapping up portion here of the show. Mm-hmm. We've had you on for about like seventy five minutes now. Um, uh, last thing, I guess I want to say, um, Dave, uh, we never gave a uh, a rating for for the movie. We I usually do my rating like out of thirty of how I liked the movie. Um, mm-hmm. So for Dog Soldiers, um, I couldn't think of anything I didn't like, yeah. and. This might be the highest rated uh, thing that I give. I'd say I'd give it out of 30. I'd give it about a 26, a 26 Woo! out of 30 because I enjoyed it. It was well made. Dialogue kept me interested. Yeah. I, I know that Pertwee was shit faced when he was doing it. I mean, that was yeah. fun. To know. Learning that, yeah. Method actor, <laughs> so yeah. People got their bones broken and face uh, caved in for the movie. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm actually, I mean, you know, those are just a little bit of fun. Does Sausages, the making of, have a couple, like, some more fun facts like that? Uh, Oh, yeah, all the way through. Yeah, there's loads of behind-the-scenes stuff and things like that, yeah. Uh, Well, then, yes, I'm going to. Now, now is um, article that I had read was in January. Is Dog Soldiers out right now? Or the Sausages, Dog Soldiers, as out right now? Because I think the article that I read uh, was in January, and it said that it was coming up soon. Uh, we are hoping for, uh, fingers crossed, May 13th is the date at the moment. So it's not okay. out quite yet. Okay. I didn't want to tell people, go and get it now. And then they start looking and like, well, where is it? So be on the <laughs> lookout be for everywhere. it. Everywhere. Yeah. Neil awesome. will, yeah, all the guys are going to tweet and mm-hmm. Instagram about it and stuff. Yeah, you'll see it everywhere. You won't and, be able to get rid of me. <laughs> and for our followers, uh, like I said, we're going to talk to you about seeing if we can get a signed copy for a uh, giveaway for one of our for one of our lucky followers. Yeah, we'll have a we'll have a little contest in the near future, as well as one for the slasher anthology. But what about you, Dave? Did you uh, what would you rate it? You can do your own rating. You don't have to do my shitty thirty point scale. Yeah, I would say I'd probably give it an eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Yeah, it's a good movie. I say that it's definitely my favorite one that we reviewed so far. It was really, really good. Yeah, it was um, really good. Yeah, and it was between <laughs> between that one and Last Night in Zoho, uh, which was by Edgar Wright. So yeah, um, po- both of them non-American horror, which um, it's I you, you got you guys just do it better than us. <laughs> I'm, I'm really fair enough. <laughs> yeah, a lot, lot of good UK horror movies out there. I'd ask Janine what she would give it on a scale, but I would imagine it'd be 10 out of 10. I mean, she's yeah. writing a book about it. So um, is that fair uh, to say? 11. 11, 11, 11, out, of 11 yeah. out of 10. So <laughs> yeah. you guys uh, join the cult. Go and watch it. Um, yeah. Join it until it's not a cult movie anymore. And uh, <laughs> if there's any final thoughts uh, that anybody wants to kind of like end on or like their final say before we go ahead and just wrap this up. Everyone just needs to go watch this movie. And uh, Janine, you were an absolute joy to have on the show. We thank you for taking time out and coming on and talking horror yes. and geeking out about it. Thank you very much for asking yeah. me. Yeah, it's been good fun. Thanks thank you so much. Yeah. And we hope to see some more from you guys uh, and hopefully more anthologies to come from you uh, from you and anybody. Uh, oh, that uh, 
that little hush hush thing that you're gonna have with Neil. We're gonna yeah, yeah. To see him, but that's yeah. all about. <laughs> yeah. So, so from I'm uh, working on uh, some more anthology stuff as well. So um, I, because I just can't seem to have enough projects at the moment. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, we're, we're looking forward to that. And, yeah. Uh, so from here at Body Bag Podcast, I've been Chris Thomas, Broke Writer Dave here with me, and thanks again to Janine Pipe. Have a good week, everybody. Thank you.